Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. It's the Toffee Web Podcast. Well, Everton are forcing Villa back to their goalkeeper and forcing the stakes from Aston Villa. Can Everton capitalise? Oh, great ball from Anana. Anana! What a finish! What an Everton goal! Brilliantly struck! by James Garner for his first goal in an Everton jersey. Thumped home brilliantly. An early lead for the Blues. Not a lax ball on Dalman Calvert-Lewin pounces on it. A clear run on goal and he puts Everton two goals to the good. It was never in doubt. A confidence Dominic Calvert-Lewin delights the Evertonians. Doubles the lead, and it's fully deserved to. What strange sorcery is happening at Everton Blues? Well, if the Toffee Web podcast crew are recording for a second time in a week, it must be significant, and given how despondent we were almost a fortnight ago after the Arsenal game, it really is. Everton won for the second time on the road last night by beating Aston Villa in the Carabao Cup. It's the first time the Toffees have won back-to-back games for almost exactly a year. 
It's two years since they won two games on the bounce away from Goodison and nine years since they last beat Premier League opposition on the road in the space of a week. Whisper it very quietly, but are the Toffees turning a corner under Sean Deitch? If you're new to the show, I'm Lyndon Lloyd, joined by Paul Trail. Uh, Paul was there at Villa Park last night among 4,500 other bouncing blues. And we played a bit of the audio that he uh, captured from the North Stand just then. Uh, the floor is yours, mate, Paul. It must have been a good night. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Um, it was a great night, yeah. It's, it's been quite a long time since I've been to Villa Park. Um, believe it or not, I've never seen us lose at Villa Park. I think I've been like maybe half a dozen times or so. A lot of draws in that time. So it's been a long yeah. time since I've been. So it's a, it's a great stadium, isn't it, Villa Park? It's one of the, mm-hmm. it, it, it's one of the best, I think. So it was great to go back there and great to, great to get a, a win and great performance. It's been quite a long time since I've been to like you know, a midweek evening game away like that. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's really enjoyable. Great to see so many Evertonians there, see, see a few old faces there. And great win, wasn't it? Fantastic, went 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 the fantastic. What a what a performance, and uh, yeah, two 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 big performances on the spin. Um, you know, let's let's not bleat on too much about what's to come in the next two games. We're we're well aware they need to keep up these standards, and uh, yeah. hopefully they can keep the feet on the ground. But uh, certainly very very promising signs, and I think the the most thing the thing I'm most encouraged about is this sort of this uh, somehow uh, that we found this. Um, sort of uh, competition for places out of nowhere. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, 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 it really is keeping everyone on the toes. And uh, yeah, it seems like the, uh, have the bit between the teeth, the lads at the moment, I th- I'm getting that, I'm getting that feeling from them. Um, I was just let you do in the match report actually. And uh, uh, spoiler, going with, um, what did the title it? Uh, Unrenewed Swagger. Because they did play with a bit of, so I was just going to call it Swagger. <laughs> they and did, It's not even nude Swagger. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the, um, uh, they did like the Sassy first off once they were ahead, they were knocking the ball down with a bit of swagger. They've got like, you know, they, they really are looking, uh, looking apart. And isn't it mad what, what, what a couple of, uh, what a couple of weeks the difference it can make. So, uh, yeah, saying to a mate on the way back, Dan, um, yeah, it wouldn't be nice just to go to Goodison Park on Saturday. Actually, we'll see a lot of, a lot of smiling faces as we go down there around the pubs and up Goodison Road and all that. I just got, yeah, I think people might actually be looking forward to, to going to Goodison hopefully this weekend. And, uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah, just a real breath of fresh air. So, uh, yeah, real, real good evening at Villa Park. Yeah. I think it's what we needed, isn't it? Cause the, I mean, there's no question that the, the Arsenal atmosphere, at least from my vantage point, watching it, obviously on the, on the, on the tally, just, it seemed a bit flat almost from the beginning. It was almost like they didn't, and the players kind of had this same attitude as well. This wasn't like much belief that we could actually beat Arsenal. And obviously, you know, coming off of those two defeats of the pre- previous home games, it was starting to become a bit of a thing, wasn't it? That, you know, when's the next home win going to come from? So I think, you know, to, to go away from home and win two two matches in the way that we did, I mean, because we were, you know, worthy winners of both games. You know, I think it's um it's going to be that, that kind of perfect tonic going into into um into saturday i mean regardless of who we're playing i mean it's it's we were obviously looking at that luton and then the bournemouth game after as as you know as potential kickstarters to the season but we've already done it and it's away from home so it's really really nice and you're right i mean they they did they played with they played really well last night and you know yes villa made changes we made changes too obviously the uh there's that clip of that Daily Mail reporter going around on, on, on Twitter 
uh, talking about how you know Villa had disrespe- disrespected the competition by making changes and you know almost almost putting the, their defeat down to that. But you know Sean Dyche made five changes as well, and um, we were just far better on the night. And you know it was they set the tone right from the beginning. You know they were in Villa's faces right from the beginning. And, you know, kept them hemmed into their own heart for quite a while. <clears throat> and they've got, I mean, you've got the likes of, you know, Pau Torres, who is a, you know, is a Europa League winning defender, who, when he first arrived, I thought, well, this guy's going to be class. But we had him, you know, we had him, <clears throat> had him rattled. Um, so it was, yeah, it was just, it was, it was fun. It was fun to watch, you know, and how, how often have we been able to say that? Well, yeah, that's it. And then, uh, Douglas, Louise, John, John McGinn, that guy at left back, you know, Tielemans. Yeah, these, these, these aren't yeah, like, you know, nobody. Good players. But, yeah, exactly. You know, so, uh, no, it's, um, it, it's, it's probably a bit of a lame complaint if anybody, uh, from anybody saying that about Aston Villa, that they didn't, you know, put a good team out. Um, Speaking to actually a couple of Villa fans on the way out, um, uh, I mean, they, 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 there was the the attendance was very very poor from uh, Aston Villa. Yeah, um, I noticed that. Yeah, I mean, but they were saying like, I mean, I mean, uh, just talking about prices. I mean, for you know, the, there's a cap obviously on on away tickets of thirty pounds a ticket. Um, tickets for this one for the way fans were about 33, 34 quid or something like that. So actually more than a league game, um, which is a bit naughty, really. Um, and then, uh, and, but, then yeah. but then they were charging uh, Villa fans, like a fellow was saying, they charged us 40, 42, 44 quid for that. You know what I mean? And really, mm-hmm. you know, that's your chance when you people want to bring the kids along for the first time and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So there's um, there's a real poor attendance in Villa, very flat. That I did, you know, and I'm, I'm not trying to dis. dis- credit how well I've have played in uh, in the last the last couple of games at all. So it's been fantastic. But um I didn't get the impression particularly first of Villa seemed that bothered about being in the competition. I think uh, mm. just, or either that or they were just really off it. Um I don't know. But then you look at Everton in the last two games, he played really, really well. So maybe you maybe you credit Everton for playing so well and maybe that's making teams perform worse by getting in the faces, by rattling them, by, you know what I mean, by getting that first half goal. And I, I don't know, it's uh, maybe there's, there's got to be something in that. Um, but even when Villa made them changes, you know, bringing in Watkins, bringing on Luca Dean, they weren't a lot better in the second half. No, they, they, they rallied a bit late on once they scored. But uh, Everton, well worthy of the uh, well worthy of the win, definitely. And the goal was a bit unlucky we conceded as well, wasn't it, you know? So um, I was a bit panicked by that point there when, they, when Villa rallied for... If, it's a criticise the performance at all. You'd say we, we were a bit panicky in them closing stages, but it did feel like we were flapping a, a little, little bit. bit. Yeah. The subs didn't really make a big impact, mostly, I didn't think, or certainly Beto didn't. I don't think the Corey did, but, you know, most of the lot, you know, but really good performance over the last two day, two games. And uh, it's just great to be proud of them, proud of them again, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> like it's, uh, they, they just always bring you back, Everton, don't they? And uh, they've done it again these last couple of days, for sure. Last couple of games, sorry. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think um, it was very undutched, like the number of subs that he made, and as early as he made them. And, and yeah, I think you're right. They did, and as I put in my report, they did kind of disrupt the the flow a bit, which I suppose is you know understandable. Um, so they, yeah, they they start they stopped sort of knocking it around as purposefully as they had been before, and they didn't really kind of have that same intensity. And you know, any time that a team gets back from you know that two nil down with 2-0 being that that famously dangerous scoreline I mean yeah the, the, you know the, the pendulum can shift and uh you know those last kind of 10 minutes five minutes stoppage time as well were kind of a little bit nervy but you know they they, they did they saw it out they did the job and, and they I mean they really weren't under that 
under too much, you know, um, tr- and too much pressure at the end. Then, can't, I don't think I can't no. think apart from the, the well, Douglas Louise and he have a kind of overhead kick attempt oh, right yeah, at the end. Right. But apart from that, they didn't really trouble us too much. So um, yeah, no, 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 it was good. But I mean, just going back to the um, to the because there were some large sections of, of sort of empty seats at Villa Park, and I don't, I can't. I can't remember the last time we've had that situation at Goodison Park. You know, for for any fixture, I think some of the um, some of the Europa League attendances they weren't full. I mean, because at that point, obviously, you've got four different competitions mm. on the on the go. It's hard to be able to afford to go to to all of those games. But um, you know, I posted this Twitter last night. I've said it on here on the pod before as well. But I mean, my hat just goes off to the traveling Evertonians who've been. You know, awarded for their devotion over the past few days. I mean, they were absolutely magnificent from start to finish, as I said. And, you know, what is it? Before Brentford, they four four away wins, apart from the League Cup wins last season, the season before. Four away wins in, in Premier League wins in, in two seasons. I mean, <laughs> that's that's a lot of uh, a lot of traveling, a lot of games to go to. And, you know, we obviously know that there are plenty who have gone to every single one. Uh, and to, to not, you know, to, to, to see <laughs> the number of defeats that they've seen and how to sort of watch some of the crap that's been served up. Um, you know, as I say, my hat goes off to them. I mean, people talk about the, um, you know, the diminished stature of the domestic competitions, cup competitions, you know, in the shadow of the Premier League and the, the gold mine that the Champions League is. But the importance of the cups has never waned for Everton, for Everton fans. And I think, you know, we have such a, a rich cup tradition and it lives on to the points where we're taking thousands, you know, thousands of fans to midweek ties from, you know, places like from mid from Fleetwood to Yorkshire to, to mm. Birmingham, um, you know, and creating atmosphere like you saw last night is brilliant. And I really hope that, um, you know, that support can be rewarded with a trophy sometime soon. But I mean, certainly this season has opened up a bit, you know, there'll be um, a maximum of five Premier League teams in the fifth round if we can beat Burnley, you know, and Manchester City are out, so... I mean, in recent years, yeah. you know, at least until last season, it was a case of, you know, who could get to the final lose to City, but they're gone. Competition's wide open now, so um, I don't know. You know, if we can just if we can get some momentum going, um, after the obviously after the next two Premier League games, we've got a really tricky run, but um, you know, I think there's just a lot more, a lot more um, positivity, a lot more optimism. We actually um, can we actually get some results this season. Yeah, and you figure as well in the competition, um, the two finalists from last year, only one of them will be in the next round of Man U and Newcastle, True. and then uh, only one of West Ham and Arsenal are going to be in the next round as well. You probably see as you know, David Moyes. Oh, he never won a cup of us, but you know, I'd say generally quite a good cup team, <laughs> but particularly by yeah. uh, by his uh, in his uh, in his later years at Everton, um, Arsenal always always tough there. So yeah, there's uh, again, there's definitely some big. Um, Big names out. Liverpool away at Bournemouth, sort of sort of game. Liverpool could, you know, easily rest a ton of players and perhaps tumble yeah. out. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's possible. And then, yeah, you're right. Um, Mansfield and Port Vale is it Middlesbrough and Exeter or something like that? You know what I mean? So there's there's definitely like lower league teams in the competition and it's the quarterfinals. Actually, it's a bit when you think how shorter. You know how short a run the, the sort of league cup is to get to like the quarterfinals. It, mm-hmm. It's a bit maddening that we've never really, you know, progressed it very well at all over the last however many years. It's been a few times we lost on penalties and things like that, and games which could have gone either way. But there's feels like there's been plenty of times where we've just kind of 
thrown away at any sort of opportunity in the cup by just resting too many players or not really taking it seriously at all. You know what I mean? And yeah. I understand it to a, to an extent when you you know when you when you're fighting relegation or whatnot. But there's been plenty of times over the years when we haven't been fighting relegation and we just haven't taken it seriously, Harvey. You know, so it's a bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a bit strange, really. Um, but yeah, when if we beat beat Burnley and then that would be the quarterfinals. Um, six six away six away draws in a row we've had in the cup in the in across mm-hmm. the league and the FA Cup. So certainly long overdue a home draw. So hopefully we can make that count. And then um, yeah, just never know, do you? From there, so that's uh, for everything cost everything cost for that. On Evertonians, yeah, they they they're, they're so loyal. They they you know no no game doesn't sell out. And then you know, all right, okay, but, but Everton aren't the only club like that. Obviously, there's there's other teams in the league who who have who have that who have that same loyal base. But I don't think there's too many other teams in the league who suffer as badly as Everton have in terms of performances. But keep <laughs> on coming it, back for more. Yeah, yeah, and and this can go this goes for pre-seasons away in meaningless pre-seasons away in Switzerland in the summer or you know right through to you know you know huge games small whatever the capacity whatever the you know however the circuit however difficult however challenging it is to get to or whatever Sky do with the fixtures they always sell out and they always just find you know they, they always they always make it down there funnily enough there's a few guys who live just around <laughs> live, live nearby they go um Every game and one they missed was uh, <laughs> uh, towards the end of last season was Brighton because there was no trains running because it was too late oh, again. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like yeah, so uh, <laughs> and I think there probably was some justification for oh well we're not going to get anything there. I'll uh, and they go every game, <laughs> so it's just quite it, just, it, it did it did amuse me that they uh, that they managed to miss that one. But um, yeah, let's hope we can get get rewarded. Um, it's been a long time, hasn't it, since you. You know, had to run on to Wembley in the, you know, even for losing FA Cup semi-finals and finals, you know. So, uh, yeah, it'd be great for Evertonians to get some reward because it's been a real dark period in the club's history, really, these last few years. So, um, certainly the loyal Evertonians deserve deserve more. Um, on the game, what did you think of, uh, what, what? how did Jack Harrison look on the TV? Do you think he looked, uh, looked handy? He looked good. He looked yeah. good. He looked. Um, yeah, he didn't look as I as I think I mentioned in my report. He doesn't doesn't look like he's been out since May. That's for sure. Um, he was, you know, full of energy. I think he was. He sort of set the tone for the for the intensity of of, of the pressing game, and then he almost had a really nice assist for Calvert Lewin. Brilliant yeah. through ball, and um, to put him and put him in. I think um, Robin Olsen did well to sort of you know, cover his angles, and obviously Dom. Puts the rebound into this into the side netting. I mean, it was a tight angle, but I think he'd be a little bit disappointed. But yeah, I mean, he, he looks good, and I'm sort of looking at uh, looking at um, Saturday's game. I mean, I just got some real selection headaches now. You know, and obviously in, in the best way in terms of you know availability of players and stuff. But you know, with Harrison and McNeil on, you'd think that if once they're both of those are fully fit they look to be the most two, the two most effective players to have on, on either flank. Um, but then you've got James Garner, who is, I mean, he's just, uh, you know, he's making that, that, that mid, making a real case for, for starting in that central midfield role. But then obviously you've got to perm, you've got to perm three from four. Uh, and that, what, that means, you know, do you, do you dump Idris Gay? You can't, you can't, seriously can't, Drop Onana the way that he's sort of coming on week by week by week. Decore is obviously one of our more, most effective players, so it's a, it's a, it's a real. I mean, I know what I would do. I mean, but I'm very interested to see what Deitch does um, on Saturday. Maybe he uses the 
you know, the kind of get out that perhaps Harrison isn't, you know, he's only just come back, so maybe let's not push him too hard. But uh, yeah, once they're all once they're all fully fit, um, if it were me, I think you know, it's just a gay would be the one to make way. But uh, yeah, it's it's nice to it's mm. nice to have options. Yeah, that feels like the popular opinion, doesn't it? I suppose amongst other amongst Evertonians, um, I'd I'd love to see James gone. I have a run in the midfield. Uh, just a gay drives you mad at times, but I do see a lot of the qualities he brings too. Um, I I do understand. Uh, why Sean might keep him in the team. Um, and I think he will keep him in the team. Um, with an honour and the core, I think he's really seen to trust that midfield three. Um, I think what you got to bear in mind, I guess, with a dresser, um, well, with, with a dresser guy, well, what I mean, uh, as the season goes on, we'll, we'll be getting into the sort of, you know, the, the Christmas, the, the busy Christmas period, there'll be suspensions, uh, etc. Garner will get opportunities in the midfield because somebody is naturally going to be suspended or injured or need a rest at some point. And then you've got the African Nations Cup and you're potentially missing two yeah. players there, yeah, certainly yeah. one. Um, and then following on from there, it's uh, it, it's uh, it, 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 it's Ramadan. That's where you got to be very very careful with Adjusta Gay and um, and the core they and not true um, too, yeah. And in terms of you know they, they can't effectively play ninety minutes. You saw how much they were subbed in and out of games uh, when they were the core was suspended for <laughs> they hit them in that time. But he, um, <laughs> you know it's uh, so it's something that, it, it, overall that time you would see there'd be a lot of opportunities for for James Garner in the midfield. I don't know if he'll, yeah, maybe he will have a little bit of a run and disruptive. But I'll tell you what, he has done, James Garner. I think he's made himself undroppable. I think that, um, that, that that's one thing. So whether that means he, he plays on the right, whether that means he plays in the centre, I don't know. But mm. um, he's got to be in the team. I think that, that I think that, that that's for certain. Cause he's, he's made a massive difference to Everton's performances, I think, over the last uh, the last two games. So let's see. I missed the press conference talk today. Was there any, was there any, um, did you hear about, was there any updates on injuries at all? Mikalenko or anything like that? Just, yeah, just, he said Mikalenko, he said, um, he didn't say what the injury was, but he said it was just something that we have to be careful of in quotes. So that to me suggests that I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play on Saturday. Nash, obviously Ashley Young comes in and, and that, and then Nathan Patterson can keep his place on the other side. I think, I thought Patterson did well, actually. Mm. Um, and so, uh, He's going to be kind of, I guess I think I think this season he's probably going to be in and out of the team. Deitch is certainly talking about him as sort of one for the future, um, but yeah, I think he did well. But yeah, it does sound like um, whatever whatever Mikalenko did, it, it might keep him out. I think the assumption is they'll have that they'll check him, you know, fitness test late um, to just before they decide. But as I say, um, looks like he'd miss out. And that um. Yeah, I guess yeah, Nathan Patterson probably won't. Yeah, he, he will be in and out, and Seamus Coleman's to come back too as well at some point, isn't he? So that'll uh, won't help Nathan Patterson's chances. I don't think much. Ashley Young's done a bit better these last couple of games as well. I would say. I think he's uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just not having to take set pieces is a big uh, weight off his mind. It's certainly weight off everyone else's mind. <laughs> it's a weight off my mind as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's improved. Uh, he's, he he seems a lot more settled somehow in the team. Um, so you feel I don't know, just suddenly feel a bit more comfortable. Even yeah, with Ashley Young there, I think. Probably that's to be fair against Luton as well. I don't know much about the Luton players. I've got to be honest, but you know, you think it's probably, you'd imagine it's one of the games he'd perhaps be able to get through a lot easier than say if we were playing Man City, for example, or something like that. You know, yeah. so um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, um, if Mikalenko doesn't make it, it, probably should should be okay there. I think. Yeah, I think so too. I'm just going back to Drusagay. I mean, he's he's always been a strange player in that you know his his defensive midfield metrics 
can never be argued with. I think that there was the statistic. Uh, what was the what was the website that uh, that posted that he had more ball recoveries in, in his own half than any other player so far this season? Oh, and, yet, uh, and yet, they put like the that. picture. Yeah, or they put and yet they put the picture of Rodri who was second. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's ridiculous, okay, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Thanks for that. Um, so he is he's doing. Again, it seems what made him so effective for us in his first spell was, you know, just being that player, you know, making tackles and, and breaking up the play in his own half. The, the limitations obviously are, are in the forward area of the field. So I think that balance might ultimately be decided by who we're playing. You know, if we're playing a team that we're expected to, to sort of carry the, uh, carry the game to and be expected to win, then I think the games like that then the it makes sense for James Garner to be in in a central midfield role because he's just, I mean he's just so, he's just looks to be so effective as a as a uh, a forward thinking um, forward thinking attacking midfielder who can obviously you know pick a pass and now as we've seen you know find the back of the net. We have a lovely finish, great yeah. finish. Well, looks well. very um very very two footed too, which is a which is a bonus. Um, but then obviously if you've got, you know, if, if we're playing as someone like a Manchester City or, or another team that we're gonna, really going to be under the course, then you'd, then you'd probably err towards having, you know, someone like Gay in there. So it's, uh, again, it's, it's, it's nice to have options. Um, and as I say, it's going to be really interesting to see how, how Deitch juggles all these, you know, if everyone stays fit in the next few weeks. Yeah, I think that one thing as well, which I, I still don't believe, but it's, uh, um, it, it, it's, it, it's a stat which is out there, is he's got, one of the best pass completion rates at the club, um, address a guy. Um, yeah. so if I, yeah, but I, I it's just funny, can't, I, the eye test, the eye test versus the stats test is, this can be very funny sometimes, can't it? <laughs> yeah. And, but like, I mean, like, but you can have all the, the most, the pass accuracy in the world. If, if, if you give the ball away in dangerous areas, as, as often as address a gay does, and it's but not she like he did at Brentford to be fair. Yeah. That could have been costly. Probably should have been. That was a good chance, wasn't it? If he did, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, maybe a more uh, experienced player might have been able to, you know, probably put that away. Um, mm-hmm. So it could have been different there. And you know, he just has these brain brain phases. All you know, it, it's quite frequent. It happens in these like really dangerous positions. So um, you know, you let him off the, you know, the once or oh, that was a mistake. You get away with it or whatever. But so many times now, it's you know, I mean, it, it, it it's to the point of ridiculousness. So. Um, yeah, I don't know, but it seems like the sort of stuff which is, it's always like you can kind of see it coming. You know, you just like you see him start to do this stupid turn. You think, no, 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 he's gonna do it, and uh, it doesn't seem like it's like a particularly difficult thing to stop doing. You know, what I mean, I, I don't really understand the, 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 the yeah. because he, if he didn't do that, well, you know, the probably probably wouldn't really be question marks about him in the team. So it's um, it's a bit mad, really. But I guess one thing Garner does, he, he's very tenacious in the middle, and he's. He's much less likely to do something like that, and as some of the just a guy hasn't got, as James Garner's now got a goal on him. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. uh, and he can use. He's certainly more likely to, to score in that position than just a guy is. You know, like than he did last night, or even be in that forward position more so than just a guy is. So there's, yeah, I mean, it's certainly the long term future, isn't it? Um, having James Garner in there. So just yeah. get out of contract this season, or there's an option to extend another year or something like that at the end of the summer, uh, at the end of the season. So it might, it might just end up being a natural progression as the season goes on for James Garner. He's a young lad. There's, there's, you know, probably not a huge rush to get him in the team as much as we'd like him yeah. to. But from what we've seen last few games, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's been great to see. And uh, 
hope he can stay in, just stay in the team. And I think he's been, he's certainly, he'll certainly be in, in, in the next game, I'm sure, because he's been so good the last two games. Yeah. Another couple of bonuses from last night was the this almost sort of seamless transition to a five-man back, back line, which I thought was, was good. Michael Keane had a good game. I mean, to be fair, he's he's, he's had his, his his critics now. Obviously, we weren't playing the most effective uh, Aston Villa side we've ever played, but um, you know, I think he did well. So that's that's a good bonus to to know that they can um, you know that they can move into and play different systems, which I think over the balance of the last few years we've always they they, they seem to have had trouble you know playing playing either with a three man defense or a five man back line. Yeah, Keane did well. Michael Keane did well. I think though that that mistake he made, which nearly led to the um, Aston Villa goal, it just kind of sums Michael Keane up for me. That and that, like you know, I think most, I think most, most of the time in games he does perform quite well. I think like that made mm. perhaps a bit more last night above his level than what we've seen. But I think he's normally like for ninety five percent of the game he's good. But then there's, there's nearly always that lapse, and there was there was yeah, again there was last the night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I like you know, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of Michael Keane. He he seems a good lad. I like you know, he, he, I think he's given his best to Everton the time he's been yeah, the time he's been here. Probably doesn't mm-hmm. deserve the flack the the flack he gets, but you know, it's it it, it is a problem that you, you probably I think you feel like you're likely to get that one mistake a game, and you make them mistakes in the Premier League, you're very often punished. You know, uh, so and that's the thing. But yeah, you know, he's uh, it's it's good to see him do well. He he, need, he probably needed that good game in him as well. Yeah, you wonder what what of Ben Godfrey, don't you? You wonder what um you know he, he must be starting to think well you know and, and that's what happens, isn't it? You know, so we'll have to yeah. see what happens of him. Um, but yeah, yeah. If there's an injury, then you know Keane's next in line, I guess. We'll have to see. Um, yeah. To, you know, it's just it's just got to have to kick on as best he can. But uh, oh, good, an honour with a good game. I thought in the midfield as well. Um, yeah, he, he looked really good. And obviously Dominic Calvert Lewin, great to see him scoring again. You know, so it's um, yeah, so many positives. Well, that was going to be my next question: is better or Calvert Lewin starting on Saturday? Oh, um, great, great competition for places, as we keep saying, mm-hmm. isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah. I thought I had, you know, I think Dominic should probably play really if it's like, but um, you know, we've still got to just factor in he's still just coming back from injury again, really, and mm-hmm. you know, do you want to just maybe wrap him in cotton wool a little bit more than you know, you know, play the full game on on a Wednesday? Do we really want him playing a full starting a full game on the Saturday, or are we better just you know, give better has been effective when he started the, the, when he started so far. It's worked quite well. The Beto playing for an hour or fifty-five minutes or so, and then Dominic coming on. So I'd be comfortable enough with that um, that scenario of uh, Beto starting the game and then Dominic uh, coming into the game uh, if needed. I think uh, I think that would be okay. I think I'd probably go with that myself. Yeah, I think I like the idea of Beto, and again, not underestimating Luton too much, but I think that that stand-up opposition. I would I would go towards better just because I think he needs he needs a, another goal I think to 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 help him kind of you know kick on a bit more and um, you don't want you don't want it to go too long without mm-hmm. him finding the back of the net again because then you know it might start to to uh, to prey on his mind <clears throat> I mean he had a one one chance where it looked like he might get away from Esri Consa last night but unfortunately Consa caught him up and he, again he oh, looked yeah. a little bit clumsy but I think. Uh, you know, it's going to take time. He's got to adjust. But uh, Calvert Lewin, I think, all of the things being equal, if he were fully fit, I think you would start to to um, to lean towards him as the 
you know the more effective and the more potent of the two strikers at the moment because he's he's looking sharp and he's looking clinical um and that's uh you know obviously in the in the um you know the, the fine margins of the premier league yeah, against the the sort of tougher opposition, and that's the one you want up there. But uh, as as we as we keep saying, it's just nice to be able to have options all of a sudden. He's looking. He looks happy, Dominic, as well. I mean, I think like he if does. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you even like look when he was like coming back into the team last season, trying to get you know uh, towards the end of the season, trying to you know shake off them injuries. He looked like it looked like the weight of the world was on his shoulders because it pretty much was uh, in 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 the world of Everton at least because we just desperately you know desperately needed him fit to, to help us stay in the league um, and that's been the case for the last two seasons now um, so just yeah just that release of pressure really just uh, having somebody there who, you know meaning that he doesn't have to start every game and that this you know, I know we covered this in the last podcast um, it's just that it, it, it's hopefully bringing the best out of him and just knowing that, you know, I don't know if he, has, if he does feel he's got a little bit of a niggle or if it's, you know, his, his hamstring's a bit tight or whatever, then, you know, he doesn't have to start the game. He doesn't, he doesn't you know, he, and, you know mm-hmm. he, he doesn't have to play every game, you know, so it's, um, things like that, he can get back to, to how he was at his own pace, but he, he you know, he's, he's reminded me a bit of like that season we had under um, Carlo Ancelotti during lockdown when, you know, um, you know, playing empty stadiums, he was just brilliant, wasn't he? he, he you know, he scored so many goals there. He, was, he looked uh, confident when he was through on goal, which he hasn't done for a while now. And now he's looking confident again. You know, he's just uh, mm-hmm. he's backing himself yeah. more. You know what I mean? So he's um, it's great to see. He's, you know, he seems a good lad, Dominic. It's good to see him playing with a smile on his face again. So uh, yeah, he's had such bad luck of injuries. Be really be great to be a great story for him to just come back and uh, this season just keep on going. Um, but I think. Having better there is a is a real plus for Dominic, even though it might mean less games in a perverse sort of way. It's um, it, it, I think that competition is really really good for Dominic. Uh, so yeah, he can switch around, but yeah, I think better. Yeah, better. You're right. He does. He, he could do with a goal. You don't want that going on for too long, do you? Yeah, like uh, yeah, yeah. If he wants to leave a, his first goal for what three league games time though, then I suppose we'll all be we'll all be happy with that. I suppose. <laughs> this is true. This is very true. <laughs> Yeah, now Dom just looks like he's he's not playing with the fear that he's about to break down. You know that mm. that thing that thing. He finally looks he looks confident in 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 his fitness, uh, and that you know, God, fingers crossed that he is over the uh, over the worst of these of his injury problems. Yeah, everything crossed. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if we if we've got Dominic Calvert Lewin fit for yeah, well, let's say for the whole season, hopefully now, but. For 20 games, 25 games or so, well, I don't think we'll be anywhere near the bottom of that league. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, because yeah, uh, him and him and Beto, um, yeah, both fairly potent strikers, I think. When they get, you know, yeah, but both both fairly handy strikers, aren't they? You know, so um, bring a lot to the team. So uh, yeah, if Dominic's fit, I think I think I could see us having a pretty good season actually if he can stay fit for the whole season or most of it would do. So yeah, yeah. everything across to Dominic. He deserves, he deserves some luck and. Yeah, and Everton deserved that that trip to Wembley. So let's <laughs> let's uh, let's hope we can. Uh, yes. Yeah. Keep on yes, going. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay then, Blues. Let's see what uh, Saturday brings against Luton. Uh, we've all been let down too many times to be taking anything for granted, regardless of how poor our opponents have been doing. But let's be up this, optimistic for this one. I believe the Sean Dyches men will get their, their first home win of the season. So up the toppies, and we'll speak to you next week.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.